0: Welcome to the Hello Mornings podcast, where we inspire and equip you to build a grace-filled, life-giving morning routine. My name is Kat Lee. And I'm Heather McFadden. And today we're talking about how to prayerfully plan and create processes so we don't feel overwhelmed or have things fall through the cracks. Hmm. Have you ever had anything fall through the cracks, Heather? (laughs) Oh, Kat, you know, this is
1: my weakness. I am just, I'm very reactive I say it's like a pinball machine. I I don't do what well, I don't have to do lists. I don't write things down. I don't plan for future projects. It's very difficult for me, so I need your help really badly.
0: Well, why don't we I start off- through the cracks all? The time. <laughs> they you know they do with me too. So so here's okay. something that I think we should preface. Okay. Both Heather and I are ENFP personality types. This is Myers Briggs. If you don't already know about Myers-Briggs go to 16personalities.com and that's not about whatever that thing is when people actually have lots of different personalities it's just no no multiple personality (laughs) disorder no right it's It's actually the different personality types within Myers-Briggs and so anyway very very interesting it's so helpful to learn about yourself know what personality type you are anyway Heather and I are both the same one which is basically how do you describe an ENFP
1: I have no idea I, Uh, I I don't know Fliberty gibbet <laughs> <laughs> from Joe versus the Volcano like just kind of i don't know happy go lucky to just be here i'm happy to be here and, and lots of ideas. in the moment very present very in yeah lots of ideas Very enthusiastic about those
0: ideas but maybe not so much on the follow through although we do this podcast it's pretty good you do and you do lots of stuff so you know i think it's I in know. you you have it in you uh so so just we'll say that at the outset neither of us are innate know, right we we don't have file folders where we keep everything perfectly organized we don't fold our clothes like the people at the gap um no. we're, we're not we're not like that so if you are not like that we are your people if you are like that we might annoy you so you know just saying So I, I thought i would start out by sharing two of my worst fails okay good
1: when Let it comes to things that'll, like make yeah. that'll make me feel better
0: yeah because Unless- in my mind
1: Cat lee is the planning ninja doing motions with my hands. You know, you
0: like know how to do everything. Well, it's like, so it's more like, like herding cats, no pun intended. (laughs) Um, I'm just trying to keep all the ideas in check and all the stuff going. Uh, So two worst fails. When my daughter was, I think six, she got invited, maybe it was younger, invited to her first birthday party where they got to dress up. And it was a princess dress up birthday party. And I got her all dressed up and we went to the party, pulled up in front of the house and there was no one there. So that was maybe my first clue. <laughs> so I called a friend and I was like, hey, is so-and-so's party at one or is it later? And they're like, yeah, it was at one yesterday. <laughs> so I have my little daughter so excited about her first princess party. And it was a girl who had was turning seven. You know, she, she was, quote unquote, older, like the big thing. Right, the the, big. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And we missed it. It was a day late and they weren't even home. So we couldn't even invent a party. So Mm -hmm. I ended up taking her to the pet shop and then Applebee's. I don't know if that made (laughs) up for it, but she doesn't bring it up too often anymore. Dressed as a princess though. So then, yeah, so she did get lots of attention. So that was fun for her. The other big fail is I had one kid home sick and then I had my baby son who was not in school at the time which was the right number of children for me to have home in that season because I had one full-day student and one half-day student. The problem was is I had the full-day student home sick and the half-day student was still at school and it was past half-day.
1: And so I get a call from
0: the school saying, are you going to come pick your daughter up? Mm. And I mean, my heart dropped. And then I get to the school and she's just sitting on the ground, hugging her backpack by the office all by herself. And I totally... Totally forgot her at school. So. It's fine. I was forgotten as a child. I, it's <laughs> fine. I
1: survived it. But you remember that's, Well, And that's they didn't similar. have cell phones back then. So, I mean, even harder. But, yeah, no. It, I mean, I, I can identify with both of those stories. I have done the birthday party thing. I've gotten the wrong week. And then when I came on the right day, I came too early.
0: I mean, it's, yeah, I totally get these things. This happens. There's I mean, a lot going on in our world. There's so much going on. And there's so many decisions that we have to make. So many things yes. to keep track of, especially if we have kids or we have kids in school or we're in school ourselves. We get emails from every single teacher mm. about every single thing or, you know, whatever job you're at. There's these social media stuff. So many things coming at us. How can we kind of keep it all organized and not feel like we're going to explode? Right. Right right how <laughs> how okay well let's back Help. up let's back up a little bit more and and talk about maybe why we should plan so i think one of them is yeah so our brain doesn't explode that, that, that's a good reason to do it, but i think that's more reactive uh, ultimately my heart in planning is to say okay when i'm starting my day with jesus when i'm saying god i want to live my life for you today i plan in a process of just lining up with Him. So if I'm spending time with the Word, if I'm saying, God, I really feel like you've called me to be a mom to my kids, to encourage people via podcasting or writing or whatnot, how can I bring you into that today, into all the tasks that I have to do today? So ultimately, that's why we want to plan so that we can line up with whatever God has for us, so that we can take, you know, even if we're super organized and have a plan for the entire day, we can look at that and say, God, is there anybody that you want me to encourage today? Is there Mm -hmm. anything, can I just take a few minutes of space here to look at my calendar and say, is there anything on my calendar that I shouldn't be doing? Is there anything that I need to add to it? How can I make how I spend the time that you've given me today to line up with your heart for me and for the people in my life. And I think ultimately that's why we plan. How can I bring God, glory to God through the way that I spend my time and the way that I live my life? What I like about that is
1: it, it bridges between the two extremes that I see in my mind, I'm kind of visual. Like I picture the gal who it's all type A, figured out, sorted out, every five minutes is planned out. And she is totally missing when God's pulling her heart to do something different outside of that plan. And then there's the other one who's maybe more like me most of the time that's like haphazard and things are just happening to her more than intentionally. And so she's missing the opportunity to serve people well because she's constantly like dropping balls and having to pick them up and just kind of a mess over here. So I like that you're you're planning but it's held in God's hand, kind right. of like
0: He's directing it. Because I so think the I like thing that. is, is we can we can have lots of stuff fall through the cracks. Either way we go, we can right. be overplanned and totally miss Jesus and miss our family and miss the important relationships in our lives because we've overplanned everything and we're just trying to be. we decided control.
1: for God, yeah, right, right. Decided <laughs> for God, yeah, or we yeah. can
0: miss things just because we're not paying attention to the future we're not paying attention to what's coming. So neither neither one of those is right. I know it's easy a lot of times to say I just really want to follow Jesus and so I don't want to plan because I want his plan. Well that's great, but I think that God can you know, speak to us. He can lead us and guide us. And I don't think that's just for the exact moment, but can actually be for the day or for the future. So I don't think either one of those extremes is the right thing, but just walking with Jesus and prayerful planning is what we need to do so that our plan is a sacrifice to him rather than an idol that we're following. Ooh, that's good. That's Uh, a quotable right there. There you go. Tweet it. So it. how can planning then be an extension of our God time? And I think that's just what it is. How we Yeah, I love how you described it, how mm-hmm. you take that that
1: time with God and then through prayer you pray that prayer of surrender and then go into your planning. That's really cool.
0: And that way it's less about this big massive system or process of, you know filing all the things in everywhere, but really just being like, okay, God, my heart is for you. I want to step slightly outside of my comfort zone and be intentional, but at the same time trust you for all the things that are, you know, need to happen and that I need to remember. I I actually have a friend of mine who is very organized and very plan and she really felt like God wanted her to not keep a calendar for several months. And she has a very successful business a very successful local shop, online shop, and she literally did zero planning for, I think it was like 30 days, 60 days, something like that, where she did not write down a to-do list or whatever. She was just kind of trying to walk in prayer and let God bring up the things that she needed to remember. And it wasn't, you know, something that she was going to do for the rest of her life. It was just something that she felt like she needed to do for that season because she'd been holding planning a little bit too close. So Mm. anyway, I thought that was very... Inspiring. I think
1: even in that, that's you being close to the heart of God and Him convicting you, not condemning, right. but convicting you of of where your heart posture might be out of line with mm-hmm. His. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. It's a good example. It's good. So how are we going to plan, Kat? Because I do not have the discipline of planning. Like I told you, I feel like it requires having the right notebook out, maybe a pen I can find. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, I don't even uh-huh. <laughs> The tools, And if I don't have the tools, I don't even start and don't have a desire to. So help me.
0: Well, this That's is where me. I think it can be overwhelming because then we're like, okay, I want to get organized. So I'm going to look for the perfect planner or the perfect mm-hmm. whatever. And then we just never find it because everybody does stuff differently. And so then we get frustrated and we don't use it. So what I would encourage is to do two things. First, find out how, what, what is fun for you to plan? Like Like, is it fun to have... Uh, a a sheet of paper and a bunch of colorful pens? Is it fun for you to sit down on the computer? Is it fun for you to, you know, just what seems the most inviting for you to just think through the future a little bit? It doesn't need to be super organized or whatever. Just a fun way to keep track of it. So for me, I I like to keep stuff digitally, but when I'm feeling very overwhelmed, I have, actually, I'm going to lean away from my microphone to get it. Hold on. I have a set of pens. They're called Staedtler, S-T-A-E-D-T-L-E-R. And it's basically this roll of fine-tipped colorful pens that my friend Kelly gave me. And it's just so fun to sit down and pick out the color that I'm going to write with (laughs) right then. what I'm going to write. I'm feeling overwhelmed, but I get to pick out a color and I'm not even a crafty person. I don't know why this is so fun for me, but that has been very, very helpful when I know I need to sit down and brainstorm some stuff if I just have the fun pens. So if you paint, I mean, I don't even know, yard chalk or, you know, <laughs> what is it called? Yard chalk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sidewalk chalk. That's awesome. It's a new I'm special chalk. You <laughs> you're, you're talking my language,
0: cat I'm there. That sounds free-spirited enough. You know, yeah. you know what makes me a bad podcaster is that I have a silent laugh. Like when I'm laughing really hard. <laughs> you can't hear it. So it's so not effective in a podcast to add humor. You have a great laugh. Uh, well, okay good. yeah. Yard yeah. Yard, yard chalk or sidewalk chalk. Get the yard chalk out. <laughs> So whatever whatever sounds fun for you. So that would be my first thing. Just find things that can make it fun.
1: And you don't have to have a good calendar. Like when you say planning, are you saying planning our days,
0: planning for a project? What are we planning? Yeah, I mean, we can, we can go microscopic. We can go big. If, as long as you have something to write down, something to write on, like a piece of paper and then pens. And then in a second, we can talk about exactly what we're planning. Okay, good. All that right. Sound good? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. So get something to write on. Find a notebook that you like. I have found that I don't like, I like the look of like the Moleskine notebooks, those little black ones that look all really nice, but it stresses me out to no end to write in them because they're bound and I feel like I can't make a mistake. So Hmm. I'm a fan of either printed paper or spiral notebooks that I can rip the page out and no one will know that I messed up. I Interesting. Have, that may right. that may need counseling, but
1: no, so, no, no that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, there's less pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: think through what's going to help you, and then if you get something that you're trying to make plans in, and it doesn't work for you, think through why. Why isn't this working? And that can be really helpful. Okay, okay. to get down to planning. So for hello mornings, the idea is just to plan through our day. So that's you know pretty simple. What we encourage people to do is just write down what are the three most important things. That need to be done today, not necessarily that I should do, but at the end of the day, the three things that I'll be thinking while wow, I'm really glad that I got that done,
1: mm-hmm. so for and this day- is outside of like just normal like unload the dishwasher, right just tasks this is above and beyond just dailiness, right, yeah. because yeah. honestly,
0: if you don't unload the dishwasher, nobody cares, mm. <laughs> I mean, right. maybe you care, but really. Nobody cares. Right. It doesn't impact anything. What's going to what's what are three impactful things that okay. I'm going to do? And and to qualify, emptying the dishwasher can be a huge blessing to your family. True, you know what I mean. But right. um, the three things that are, that are just really on your heart to do that day, outside of the normal, maybe outside of the normal, yeah. Okay. Um. So those are things that I would really think would be more kind of habits or um, routines, True. and these are more things that. Maybe are parts of projects or parts of um, things that you just feel like God has called you to. Okay, but we kind of need to back up first, really. Okay, because we're like, okay, well, I don't even know what to do. I don't know how to break it down. So, again, I love little systems. So I have the five D's of planning. Mm Hmm. Preach it, Baptist. And so I'm hoping that this will be helpful to kind of just remember what the different steps are to planning. And the, the example that I like to use is one of a closet. So we have a hall closet that does need some help. And, you know, we could, and actually what I've been doing is just as things get kind of crazy, I just kind of shove stuff in, I rearrange stuff just as it happens. But if I really, really want to change in that closet, I'm going to have to go through this five-step process. And and I think that's probably true for a lot of us as we try to plan. We're usually just kind of shoving stuff back into the closet. Okay, what are the three things that people are nagging me for today? I'm going to put that on my to-do list. Or what are the three things I'm behind on today? Mm. When really, when we have a closet that's crazy, what we need to do is we need to just pull everything out. We just need to go through these five steps. And I'm going to start out by telling you what they are, and then we can go through them one by one. Okay, so the first one is to dump. The second one is to delegate. The third one is to decide. The fourth one is to do. And the fifth one is to do over. Okay. So dump, what does that mean? Again, we'll use the closet analogy. When we need to get our closet cleaned out and we need to get things in order and make that closet be a benefit to us instead of a stressful thing, we just pull everything out. So that we can look in that closet and say, okay, what do I have to work with? So this is why I mentioned the colorful pens and some paper that you like to write on. And when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I love to just schedule a Starbucks date with myself. Or again, something fun, because I know it's not always fun to do this process. So if I have a yummy thing to drink or a yummy thing to eat, it adds that further motivation. But the first thing I do is I just literally write down everything that's stressing me out. Mm on a piece of paper, there's no rhyme or rhythm to it. There's no order. I'm not trying to put things in certain categories or ranking them. I'm just literally writing down everything that feels stressful to me right now. And (laughs) I'm not even like writing sentences. It's just kind of like a brain dump on a piece of paper. And I've often found that once I get all that written down, I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's actually not that bad. That's not actually Mm. all that stressful. But because it was ping-ponging around in my brain, it felt like a thousand more things than it actually was.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I can see that.
0: So once we dump, then we can take a look at it and we can say, we can look through each of the things, be like, okay, what can I delegate? And that can either be to someone else or that can be to the trash bin. Because a lot of times we add things to our plate that don't really need to be done. Like Mm. my son had a birthday party several weeks ago and I was thinking, oh, we need to get decorations or a cute cake or all these different things or these cute party favors. And then I was like, he's a 10 year old boy. We had pizza, a cake from the grocery store, and they basically ran around like banshees for several hours and they loved it. It was the talk of school the next day. And I didn't need to give all that extra pressure to myself to make it something that didn't even actually need to happen and so when I sat down and thought through it I was like no I don't think he'd actually care about that I don't think that actually matters so a lot of times when we just do that dump and then we look at what's on it we can cross some stuff out and say that doesn't need to happen
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, then we can we can look at the other things and think okay does can someone else do that better is someone you know whether it's um someone else at work, whether it's a friend, whether it's a kid, you know, I don't know what everybody's life circumstances are, um, but we can see if there's somebody else who could do that thing. Then what we have- That's the delegate. That's the delegate, yeah. Mm -hmm. Then what we have left are all the things that we can do and that we feel like need to be done, but our time is not infinite, it's finite. And so then we can take that list and even if you wanna get a new piece of paper and that way you have fewer things on the list, you can kind of just go through and think, okay, what are the things on here that are truly important for me to do? And one thing that I, I, I like doing is what's called, I think it's called the Eisenhower grid where it's, Oh, wow. Have you, right? Have you ever heard of that? No.
1: Okay. Tell me. You basically, like the president, are we talking about the president? Eisenhower? Yeah. Like the president, okay. you love presidents and
0: sports. So it's all fun stuff. So okay. you, you basically draw a little cross on a piece of paper, like a, You know, not, not across. They're like equal sections. Mm -hmm. And then it's one, two, three, four. So then, oh, this is actually going to be really hard for me to describe over a podcast. So I'm not going to describe the grid. You can Google it, but I'll say that there's, there's two parts of it. What is important and what is urgent? And you're basically placing things into these different parts of the, the four quadrants of the grid saying, because there are some things that are important. For example, like, um, Uh, building a fitness routine. That is important. It's important for me to be healthy. It's important for me to live a long time for the people in my life, but it's not urgent. An urgent thing would be the project that's due tomorrow that I need to write that report for. So going through each of those different items on our list and saying, okay, is this urgent? And then is this actually important? And it really helps me to look through each item and just recognize what's actually important and what's actually urgent. Because sometimes there are things that are urgent that are maybe not really very important, and maybe they don't even need to be done. Maybe and they're, they're kind of robbing all of our time, right? And then we're never getting to the truly important things, like the time with our family or the time with our friends. So there's a few things I like to do with the things on my list. I like to, you know, rank those things. Is it important? Or is it urgent? And then those things that are both important and urgent, man, those are the, those go to the top of the list. Those are the things that I need to do. Mm. The other, oh, go ahead. I was just thinking. I think in college I had to read a book called "Tyranny of the Urgent." Oh, I've like never heard of that. Huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. How those things? And I'm in your four quadrant. I'm picturing like one corner being the top right corner being important, urgent. Yes. The bottom left corner being not important, not urgent. Is that right? So the lines mm-hmm. that made your cross, one is importance and one is urgent. Is yes. that what I'm saying? And then, okay.
0: uh, and then the other quadrants are you know important, important, and not, not urgent. urgent. Right. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So okay. good. You're 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 a quick learner. Though. I I heard Andy Crouch speak at our church and he used those. Oh, okay. And did so many different cool <laughs> like combinations, and uh, yeah, it blew my mind. But it it does. It helps take. What can feel overwhelming Mm -hmm. and kind of graph it, kind of graph it and help us filter better.
0: Right. You know,
1: we can say something isn't important, but or or it doesn't matter. But then we're we're spending all our time doing it. Mm -hmm. So then it it is taking up our time. So that's Mm -hmm. really good. I
0: like that. All right. So then the next thing that I have to do is to decide, okay, then what are the things that I'm actually going to do? now like i could do something else in another season uh just because i'm not doing it now doesn't mean it's not important it just doesn't need to be done now it doesn't need to be done in this 3 month period it doesn't need to be done this year or does doesn't need to be done today whatever the time period is what are the things i'm going to focus on now so once i kind of pull those out what i really really like doing and i find helps me especially if they're things that i don't want to do because there are some things that I really don't want to do. My husband does the taxes, but if I had to do the taxes, that would be what I really didn't like to do. Right. <laughs> and so so what I do is I write a number next to literally every project, every task, everything that I do, I write a number. How long do I think this will take? And mm. it can be a process, you know, you might be totally off base at first, but the process of guessing how long something's going to take. Then actually doing it and then maybe making note of how close or not close I was is really helpful because sometimes I'll have something on my list, like even if it's just reply to this difficult email, in my head, that takes three hours and 46 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and and if I just look at the task, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a three-hour project right there. But if I'm, you know, just think through it, I'm like, oh, actually, that'll actually take three minutes. If I just sit down and type out those few words, it might be hard. But it's just going to take three minutes. And in three minutes, it's going to be over.
1: Yeah, we're holding it. We're making it more important or more taking longer because it's harder. something we're
0: avoiding. Right, exactly. Harder. Exactly. And it will okay. take three hours if I allow pro- procrastination to yeah. to work its way mm-hmm. in there. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So when yeah. I decide on those tasks that I want to do, and then I look at each one of those tasks and I write down the number of how long I think it'll take. Um, what I like to do next is just look at my calendar. Okay. So what's on track for the week? What do I have coming up today? And I take those little tasks and I just plug them into my calendar. And then that way I know that, okay, I actually have time to do this because sometimes our to-do list is more like a wish list. And it's just this list of things that I feel like I should do, or maybe I want to do, but I'm not realistic about whether or not I actually have time to do it. But by plugging it into my calendar, I realize oh yeah, I actually, I actually don't have time for this right now. I actually can't fit it in, which can also be helpful when we're trying to decide what to do, because a lot of times we, we, what did I read the other day? Somebody said... Oh, I think it was Christy Wright. She said, an honest no is better than an insincere yes, mm. which is totally mm-hmm. convicting because I want to say yes to everybody. But, yeah. But when we look at our calendar and we realize, oh, I just can't do that, we can honestly go to people and say, I, you know, what, I, I actually just can't do that. And I'm so sorry. I just don't have time to do that right now. So. um, oh, But I also think like for me, I will maybe get a
1: 30-minute window or an hour window where the boys are playing. And if I had that list, I could say, okay, here's a 10-minute thing. Here's a 15-minute thing. I can do those two things in this window. Instead, I sit down. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I know I should take advantage of this time. Mm. What should I start with? And I maybe start like three different things that are going to take way longer. And then I get frustrated when they're done playing. And it's, you know, my time's up. So I I like that. I like the just thinking about how long I think something should take. Mm
0: -hmm. And then you just have that list to Mm -hmm. go back to. Yeah. Um, So then the fourth step is to do. And one thing that I enjoy doing is kind of part of that. I like just sitting down and thinking, okay, I have an hour. What am I going to do? And how am I going to feel at the end of this hour when I've gotten it all done?
1: Mm. And that's
0: really motivating for me to think, wow, at the end of this hour, I could have all these things that I didn't really want to do. Done, and then I can be totally free to do whatever I want to do, and and just feel so much more peaceful. So sometimes I even set a timer, and I start the timer, and I, you know, there's a competitive part of me. It might be shocking, <laughs> yes, but there's yes. a competitive part of me, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to beat that timer. And then if I get done ahead of time, that I can goof off extra. So it's really fun for me as I'm working on projects to just set that timer and just to do it. That might not be a blessing to everybody. But I well, think-
1: you could set a reward, like instead yeah. of just going to Instagram in that time that you have, say, I'm kind of doing these three things and then I can spend any extra time I have just wasted away on Instagram.
0: And Whatever. feel good about it.
1: And feel good. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like not bad that you're putting aside your actual important things to do. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, mm-hmm. as a reward system.
0: Mm-hmm. Another thing that's helpful is just to have some accountability to get stuff done. So if you're just going to do it, you can say, Hey, these are the things I'm planning on doing today. You know, even in your morning time, as you're thinking through what you want to do today, if they're really important things, you could text a friend and say, Hey, I'm planning on getting this stuff today. Screenshot your list, send it to them. If I don't get it done, you get $20 Starbucks gift card on, on me. And you can bet they'll probably check with you later that day (laughs) to see whether or not you got it done. So just little things like that can be the extra motivation you need if you need that extra motivation, sometimes for people that can feel like pressure. But yeah, it just depends. Just finding those tricks that help you Mm -hmm. and that are helpful Mm -hmm. to you. So kind of going back to the closet analogy, we dumped out the closet with all this stuff. We purged and got rid of all the stuff we don't need, including those sixth grade notes from our third best friend. And kind of cleaned it out. And then we decided, okay, what's this closet? You know, what's the purpose of this closet? What does it need to be used for? How is it best going to be used? What's most important? And then we just start putting the stuff back in. We start just doing the work. And then inevitably, three months later, it's still going to look a little messy again, and we're going to need to do it over again. And so that's step five. We can go through this process of dumping and delegating and deciding and doing, but there's always more that needs to be done. So we need to make a regular habit of doing it over again. And so again, like what I like to do is schedule that weekly time. Okay. That's what I was going to say. This isn't your every morning, right? Right, This is not my every morning thing. Mm -hmm. I actually prefer just to plan for the week. So on Sundays, I usually sit down and, and write out everything i'm going to do for the week. And it, you know, it can change day to day, things can pop in, i can not do things. But i i really find a lot of satisfaction of sitting down on a sunday, writing down all the calendar events for the week on a piece of paper. I already have them on my phone, so yes, it seems like i'm wasting time, but it really helps me just the process of writing it down. So i write mm. it all down and then i think through what tasks i want to get done, what projects i want to complete. And then I put it in there and it really helps because that way I'm not just going to my computer all the time, which is like the center of the earth for distraction. I have (laughs) it on my paper and nothing, I have never had anything magically pop up in my paper. paper? Right. Not like like a Harry Potter journal or
1: something where (laughs) it's appear. Okay.
0: Just like it can't happen, you know, you can get an email pop up if you keep your to do list in your email, but it's never going to pop up on a piece of paper. So there are benefits to just. Also, keeping a to do list there, but making that weekly date with yourself, it could even be a monthly date, you know, depending on how much you have going on. But committing to going through this process once a week or once a month, then you're not going to feel that sense of dread and overwhelm all the time. You'll feel like you kind of have a handle on this whole process of prayerful planning. And then When you move from your God time in the morning to some plan time, it's a pretty simple process and it doesn't feel as scary and as overwhelming.
1: Okay. I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm willing to give it a shot, Kat. You might have inspired me to action. (laughs) Woo-woo! You might have. I also love... Don't you have like a yearly thing you do? Are we going to talk about that in a whole nother episode?
0: Well, so like I... I'm not sure. Do I have a yearly thing that I do? Don't you
1: have a retreat, like where you go to a tiny house and you Ah, uh,
0: yeah. I don't do that as yearly as I would like to. But yes, yeah. every, every year I do try to, whether it's at home or not, I do try to go through. I, I back all the way up to my mission statement uh, that I wrote for myself several years ago. I'm like, okay, how am, I, how am I lining up here? How are all these projects? I'll think through. And that usually honestly happens right around the new year uh, as I'm thinking about maybe the fall, kind of what's going to happen next year and how... What am I going to work on? What are the big projects? What are the big things so that I can make sure that I'm not just getting stuck in the little minutiae that can consume our lives, but I'm making sure that things kind of line up with what I feel like God's purpose is for me.
1: Yeah, I've got the minutiae going on over here. It's easy so,
0: to get the yeah. minutia
1: overwhelming. I'm not, I'm not a project person, apparently. That's what I've told myself. But
0: maybe I just didn't have a system. To make me a project person. I'm well, and I'm inspired. You know, I think yeah. the key to projects, too, is just breaking them down into little things that aren't projects. Because mm-hmm. nobody wants to sit down and work on a project. But if you can just sit down and work on something that's going to take five or ten minutes, it feels much less overwhelming. And so just not having giant projects sitting in front of you, but taking the time in that weekly or monthly time to break those down mm-hmm. into smaller things, I think is what can help move us forward on the big things that we do want to do.
1: Eating an elephant one bite at a time. There you go. That's what it
0: is. There you go. It's good stuff. Thanks, Kat. You're welcome. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast, everybody. Heather, thanks for all your great question asking and idea sharing. And if you want to learn more about Hello Mornings, you can head to hellomornings.org. All right. And we will see you guys next time on the next episode of the Hello Mornings podcast.
1: Thanks. Bye.
0: Bye. Day by Jen Stanbro. You can get your copy at iTunes, Amazon, or JenStanbro.com.